Hello and welcome to Universally Speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers podcast. Ben here. A quick announcement before we get into the episode proper. We were going to talk about Californication Part 2 and the DCEP in this, in this episode. However, we ran out of recording time, so we only cover Californication Part 2. We'll get on to some John Frusciante chat and the DCEP at a later date. But for now, it's just Cali, so enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome to Universally Speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers podcast. My name is Ben Townsend from bentownsendmusic.net. I am joined, as always, by Sam Townsend from samtownsend.bl. .bl? Is that Bangladesh? I don't know what it is. <laughs> okay. If we have any Bangladeshi listeners... Which we obviously will have. Well, no, but is that why you're plugging the BL? Well, I just... It could be Bengal. Like- Right, that is that is that thing within Bangladesh. Okay, well, let's not debate this fake website too much longer. Uh, no, I'm just <laughs> hoping that things take off in Bangladesh. So am I, hugely. Well, yeah. we've been to Bangladesh. Oh, well, yeah. I went there when I was six. I did a I did a whole a, a drawing a diary of it. I was there as a much younger man. Mm, two. Yeah, <laughs> two. Rode on an elephant. Anyway, we did. And do you remember where the elephant? There was people going around the zoo where the elephant was going giving people water, and they were taking the water from the elephant's drinking trough. Oh, that, I mean, well, that's a sad state of affairs. Hello and welcome to, <laughs> universally speaking, the, the Bangladeshi Elephant Zoo podcast. podcast. My name is Ben Townsend from Ben Townsend Music. I'm joined, as always, by... Sam Townsend from samtownsendmusic.bl. BL, is that Bangladesh? I don't know what it is. We've gone into a loop again. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we are here today to talk about part two of Californication. It's belated. Mm. We spoke about part one, the best part of six months ago. We did, yeah. Well, it was one of the first ones we did. Well, it was the third one we did, or the fourth? Yeah, and we've ended on... Is is this episode nine or ten? Number ten. Oh, double figures. Yes, finally. I mean, I would say high five, but... We're sat now sat in new positions. We are, yeah. Well, shall we just do a sort of low five? A low five. Double figures. Thank right. you, everyone who's uh, been with us since the beginning. and since, Anyone who's joined since. Yeah, anytime. Okay, now we're here for Cali Part 2. Yes. And also, excitingly, it's John Frusciante's special time again. Oh, no. We're also going to do the DCEP. DCEP. Now, I, I'm a big fan of Californication, as you know. Hmm. But I have to say, I can't wait to get onto the DCEP. Well, you know my feelings towards uh, John Frusciante's solo music. So, uh, well, you, you love it. I'm trying to contain myself. And we'll just go on to breaking news. Okay. John Frusciante has bought two records. <laughs> Frusciante. Has he? Uh, well, it's broken the internet. Has, there, it's been, broken, has it, there been any, any pictorial evidence of this? Not that I've seen. No. <laughs> John has bought two records in a record shop, two jazz records. Yes. Johnny likes Johnny. jazz. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, he does. Um, Johnny nice photo- knows jazz. Johnny knows jazz. Some nice photoshopping work of John holding those records, but being replaced by One Hot Minute and... Well, we... Uh, oh, God, what's the uh, first Josh album? I'm with you. We've, yes, said, exactly. we've said it before, haven't we? Since we started doing this, we've become a lot more 
involved with the overall community. Social media. And, um, yeah, to say that the uh, the lines have been clogged with pictures of John <laughs> in a record store is yes. understandable. To say if you are on anything to do with Twitter about the chilies or on subreddit Red Hot Chili Peppers, all you have seen is John smiling and holding those records. But I'd like to take this opportunity to say that he looks absolutely wonderful. He looks fantastic. Nice side swooping hair. Yeah, I mean, he's 47. Hang on, we call this breaking news, but this isn't going to be released for two weeks. No. So this so is going to be old news by yeah, the time old it news out. by the time it's heard, but um, it, it, for us it's breaking. So I think we should still refer to it as such. As breaking news. Yeah. Okay. In two weeks' time it'll be breaking news. John anyway, Shanto he goes look, and buys well, anyway, an he look, onion. He looks lovely. He looks great. His hair, he hasn't got, he hasn't got a grey hair in his beard or head and he's 47 How years old. How closely did you zoom in on this man? Well, not that closely, but I mean, I've, I'm 38 and I've got greys at visible greys i will be 42 tomorrow yes we should should we say that it's uh, november the 9th it's november the 9th this will be released in two weeks time by which time i shall be 42 you will oh you'll be an experienced 42 year old (sighs) yes but i'm off to great news i'm off to brighton with my wife to celebrate my birthday you'll have a lovely time no doubt i will We, we found a pool club that is only american pool nine ball that's only 100 yards from our hotel that, is it, was that the stipulation when you were booking the hotel? That was a stipulation when I married my wife. Really? Yes. Well, that is strict. And you managed to find someone? Well, yeah, the one girl who would marry me <laughs> who's willing to play eight, up to eight hours of pool in one day with me. Uh, within a 100-yard radius? Of wherever I am. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, that's it, pretty strict. It's the anti-restricting um, uh, one. It's the anti-search <laughs> tool when, when looking for a woman. Yeah. <laughs> and yet you succeeded. It was so a miracle. Congratulations. Well, as I met my wife in a snooker hall. Right, so, yeah. So it was uh, not as, yeah, not if as you're unlikely gonna, as it may seem. No. And you you won't believe how many snooker halls I had to stalk <laughs> to find that woman. Anyway, big shout out to, to the wife, I suppose. This seemingly has nothing to do with the Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> <laughs> when does it ever? Ah, indeed. Okay, so we are going to whiz through... Californication. Now, we did say on the old episode we were going to talk about John's return, but I feel like in the past six months we've comprehensively covered John's return, haven't we? Well, it might come up again. He came back. Yeah, he'd, and he left. Then he came back? And then he left. <laughs> okay. And, and actually, I've picked up on a pattern there that hasn't necessarily Will he become come back? obvious to me in the past. Will he come back again? Oh, well, according to what I already know, he may well do. Hmm. Okay, should we get... Get onto I Like Dirt. Well, shouldn't we do Californication? No, we've done that. But you, I know that you you really like that. Oh, of course, yes. We'll cover Californication for the fourth time for of the, this podcast. For the fourth consecutive podcast. Should we talk about the, uh, the guitar solo? <laughs> it's, it's, uh, <laughs> How difficult it was to record. Yeah, yeah. No, um, listen, people, we're rambling. Are we? We must move on. And we will. We shall. Come up and stop, stop, y'all If you love me, give me tongue I sit down, get down, feel the sun Rockin' to the woman is out the one Well, I like it, well, I like it, well, I like it The earth is made of a dirty wood And I've been walked up If I could Well, I have to say, traditionally, I Like Dirt isn't one of my favourite chilli songs I would go along with that quite Quite Quite. <laughs> There's no definitive answer, it's just quite. But again, the mantra of the podcast is 
blast music into your face. At, yeah. At very close volume. No, very close proximity at massive volume. Yes. And even an average song will sound brilliant. Well, uh, what I feel as well is that since the release of Californication, hmm. s- even the average songs on Californication sound a lot better. Sound a lot better <laughs> than some of the than other songs on the getaway. that have come. No, you know, I'm not not dissing too heavily the recent releases. I can't diss the getaway. I've never listened to it. Well, I mean, I don't think you should necessarily say that on a, on a Red Hot Chili Peppers podcast. I'm saying it. It's out there, baby. Get it back in there. What do you mean, get it back in there? It's never been in there. No, the fact that you haven't listened to it. Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry, I retract that statement. It's back in. Thank God. Uh, anyway, it's it's a great song. I really like it for several reasons. The bass line... I, I mean, actually, uh, what I feel felt strongly listening to it then is that it's a really, really funky jam. Yeah. It takes me back, actually, and this hit me for the first time, listening to it here. Because I've always kind of passed a song by. Yeah. That um, busy bass line. Yeah, very busy. And that, um, that very simple guitar line that John's playing is very rem- reminiscent of um, If You Have To Ask. It's a lot quicker yeah. and it's a lot funkier. Well, I say a lot funkier. It's a lot quicker and there's more drums in it. It's more upbeat. Mm. But it's just a simple guitar line repeated and a really busy bass line. Yeah, on an increased speed. And it's, I like the, um, the breakup in... It's a very clean sounding... Guitar sound with just a little bit of breakup. Yeah. It's classic John sound. It's it, like you say. It's the sort of thing that actually, if you slowed it down, would probably sound pretty good as well. Hmm. If you have to, our sounds pretty good. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I, I think there's a lot of occasions where probably where they were in rehearsals playing stuff like that, and instrumentally it's great, and then the Swan can't necessarily come up with the vocal line to 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 match it. But here, I think it's it's great. It does all fit together well because the Swan does fit into that. There's spaces left for the Swan, and he and he and he, yeah, he, he feels naturally it. fits in. Yeah. The first breakdown section, again, it's just bam, 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 yeah, is great. Just yeah. a broken up, slightly broken up lead sound. Then it doubles it up, and it's coming down. Yeah, yeah. Second guitar solo, big wah sound. A little bit more. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It. it I, I think with with John just come, having come back the way he did, with Flea was as we've said before, Flea was able to take the lead, which he does so well. Yeah. But John was there to compliment it. Chad obviously in the background here. It's just non-stop actually the drums, and it's actually with this, with this song in particular, everything is just playing every single beat, and the vocals as well. It's it's a, it's it never stops. There's not really any any gaps apart from those solos, really, where it slows down a little bit. And at the end, it just cuts back down to just the uh, like back to the beginning. It's not. I, I like the way that it finishes just with with Anthony and um, John. Yeah, yeah. Because it, that is, it's, it, for me, if you want to go a little bit deeper, their relationship getting back on track, just the two of them. That's immensely deep. That's deep. Is that what you took from the ending of I Like Dirt? Yeah. Wow. Well, it's, it's the it's the uh, the unification of their 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 bond. I didn't realise you were a psychologist. Well, <laughs> I don't like to. Uh, don't like to play. I don't like, certainly don't like to announce it on the internet. No. Oh God, no. If you're going to talk psychology, John and Flea, and by John and Flea I mean John and Swad. Yeah. Don't announce it on the internet. No, I will not. Good. This isn't going out on the internet, is it? No. I think not. 
Um, okay, I have traditionally thought that the second half of Californication is the weaker half. But that's a good start. Yeah, I thought that was uh, actually very, very good. Shall we move on to a great, great song? It's This Velvet Glove. Well, you know I've always been a big fan of links to songs. And uh, as, a, as a CD generation, an MTV generation... Just how CD was this generation? It was very CD. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we no. said we'd have to stop making Alan Partridge references. As, uh, yeah, as, as, a, as a member of Generation X... Oh, yeah. And the MTV generation. God. Listening to entire albums in the in the way that they were intended to be listened to is something which I still hold dear. And the transition between tracks is something which I always enjoy. Yeah, and ju- as that finished, you know the next bit is... Bam, yeah, you bam, immediately bam, went... Bam, bam, bam. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that is, this is a great song. Wait, hang on, which one? This very glove. <laughs> Fantastic listen. This Velvet Glove. This Velvet Glove. And I've just taken, actually, I've just taken more and understood the lyrics more on that listen through than I ever have before about really what that song is about. Well, that's the beauty of paying attention. Well, it is. I don't think I've ever paid attention that closely before. No. no. So, what did you find out? Well, I think it's about Anthony and his recovery from drug dependency. Right. Um, You've got John saying to live above hell. Yeah, so John obviously at this stage is living above hell. Yeah, and Anthony... He's obviously making that recommendation to Anthony. Yeah, but you know, it's a lot about there's such waste to be wasted in the first place and all that kind of thing. But what I never really took from the chorus was that I feel that here, desolarise like nothing I've ever seen, something that can see right through. That can see if you are lying about your dependency on a substance or, or something like that. Right. The, the person that's closest to you knows. Well, that yeah. can see right through the lies. You might be saying that you're not dependent on that substance. Yeah. And that person knows you are. Did you take that from that? <laughs> no, I certainly <laughs> did not. Uh, I, I can't necessarily argue with the, uh, the theory yeah. behind that. Well, the Anthony argument. also says, no one is waiting for me to fail. So... Like he feels like he might be failing. Oh yeah. Well, John, there's no doubt that have, you know John. This was a, a tremendous dynamic within the band at this at this time. You know, John coming back, being recovered from the depths of despair, and the Swan still in a vulnerable position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You um, know, he knows that no one's waiting for him to fail, but. The only the only person that can fail him really is himself. Well, that is when you are in that position, and I say this as a man opening his tenth beer of the night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, you know, it, it, it's 
this song t- takes me back to 1998 or, or even 99. Mm. I'd like to go back to one year pr- before the one previous of the album. any release of an album. <laughs> yeah, well, that's fantastic. I, I remember just before I was born in 1976. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this it, I was just transported back to 99. Yeah, an 18-year-old listening to this. The Swans' vocals here are just perfection. They are absolutely brilliant. They're so smooth. Yeah. They are smooth this as an eel. a top-notch, smoother maybe, a top-notch performance from the Swan. His lyrics and the meaning that you can glean or not from them. Yeah. They're great lyrics in this song. Mm. And the uh, the, the work good. the work from Frusciante. Yeah, it's lovely. The, on the, single, the, that, the intro to the song... You're playing the bass against the single note stuff from the guitar, mm. um, and then that, that that sort of signature at the time for Shante single note, yeah, very very sparse, yeah, very sparse, yeah, exactly. But but so beautifully sparse, hmm. and it, even in the verses he's sparse. He's just yeah. playing single note and then going up to a high, a high, a high chord, mm. um, and he and it's not ever quite the same twice either. On those single, he's he's again. It's him muting the strings and playing that single note hard. You'll see it on the live version. Go and watch the version where Josh is their touring guitarist. He Josh is playing the twelve string acoustic, and um, John is playing the electric. And mm. the Swan is on top form on that as well. It's yeah, a great yeah, live yeah. version. I asked Sam after we watched the album version if I was allowed to watch the live version. He he said I wasn't. No, no, absolutely not. What <laughs> do you think for- this is a holiday camp? No. You're not here to have fun, Sam. No, well, quite obviously. Sam, can I please talk about John's ooze? Yeah, of course. Oh, finally, I've got something through. Yeah. Those lovely high ooze that come in on the second verse from, from yeah, John yeah, there. Yeah. Absolutely I mean, lovely. They, they are, well, they're, they're just an, another fine example of, of John's not quite fully developed backing vocals, but certainly. By God, they're getting there. Well, they're getting there, and they're, they're more than we saw on. On one hot minute. Well, yes, because you he know, f- completely failed to turn. Well, he, he wasn't on it. No, <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, you know, the backing vocals within within the, the the confines of one hot minute were disappointing. Well, they were Johnless. Yeah, John, well, Johnless, but also it put extra pressure on Flick. Yeah, it did, and Flea's not the best singer in the world. He's decent, and he's a decent a decent backing singer. He's good at doing the low or shouty bits. Yeah. Well, like, come back actually, strong with 50 belly dancers. Well, the thing, 50 the, belly the thing about Flea is that he, he actually compliments John quite well. Yeah. So where John compliments the swan, mm. Flea compliments John. And Dave refused to say a bloody word. Yeah. So they, they in many ways, were the perfect trio of vocalists mm. and to go with Chad. And what, what I like about Chad is he doesn't, he doesn't make, make a, a meal about the fact that he, he just doesn't sing. No, he'd rather get on his motorbike and go home. Get me the fuck on the drums and I will pound them to death. Well, he says he'll lay down the funky groove and let the others paint over the top of it, yeah. or worse that effect. Exactly. And then get on his motorbike and go home. Yeah. Anyway. That's what he does. Next up is... Dum-dum-dum! <laughs> <laughs> Saviour! Now, in my opinion, go on. 
I think as a lyric writer a lyricist so to speak that is one of the swan's finest hours that whole song is absolutely beautiful and the swan's lyrics and the swan's singing make it he is phenomenal Mm. on that Mm. the love that he has for that man yes and I call that man JF JF I do now I don't think we could just I could just send these listeners to just go and read the lyrics but let's hope there are listeners well, well, we're listening. You're listening to me. I'm listening to you right now, yeah. Well, so there you go. There's a listener. These are fanta- <laughs> this is fantastic stuff from the Swan. Go on. I'm just going to talk you through some of the key lines here. Okay. All right. And, I, and you may hear me doobry clattering. He's, he's just a man. Any damage done will be all right. This is their relationship yeah. stuff that he's talking about. And Well, I think... I think- you know, primarily one one of the one of the key features of this album, one of the themes which runs throughout it, is the fact that John's back. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But right. but not you know mainly from from the from the point of view of the Swan, John's back. What happened between them? Bridges. The repaired. relationship they've now got. Yeah. You know, and you're right. The, the lyrics here they're, they're laid bare for everyone to see. To celebrate you is greater now that I can. Yeah. Always, my man. Yeah. And listen to this on the the chorus, if you like. It is a call and response section. Mm. This call out my name and call John and, I came. and John is singing "Call and I Came." Yeah, it is it's, absolutely beautiful. And the dynamic between those two voices—you alluded to it earlier—how well the voices work together. Yeah. In on that that then and there, it's perfect. Well, I I just wonder. Whether, you know, having recorded Blood Sugar Sex Magic and then gone on to record One Hot Minute, the Swan re- was, came to realise, I think, that actually the, the perfect guitarist and vocalist for this particular <laughs> chess <laughs> Is it Rick Rubin? It wasn't Rick Rubin. Who was it? It was John Fashante. John, John Fashante. John Fashante. You know, to, to compliment the Swan... To play the guitar, but I mean, John brings so much more than just the guitar, doesn't he? Well, John is the full package. Yeah, he is. He is. He is a stunning. Yes. B, a fantastic guitar player, and C, he's got one of the most heavenly voices in the whole entire world. Exactly. And I think what what happened between 1993 and when John rejoined the band was that the Swan realised that. Oh yeah. You know, once you bring in Dave Navarro... Who can't sing. No, no disrespect to Dave Navarro. Can't sing. Lovely man. Can't play Under the Bridge. No. Live in yeah. New York at Madison Square Garden. Well, according to all of the criteria that Flea laid out in Funky Monks, Dave Navarro is not a red-hot chilli pepper. He's not, but yet he walked up the stairs. Well, apparently. We mustn't revisit that. Though. No, we mustn't. Those times are gone. But I tell you, who, who, who was and... Is and I hope to goodness will one day still be a red hot chili pepper. Okay, who's that? John, I, 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 John I was gonna have a guess. Yeah, you should have. I was gonna Who say, would you uh, have gone for? Eric Marshall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he was pretty good. Okay, listen to this though. Well, I'm just looking at it again. You, yeah, you always it. my favorite. Don't just look at it, read no, it. No, sorry, <laughs> I would never betray you. He says, Yeah, well, he did. We are, uh, I love this bit as well, of course. Any time that Anthony 
and John. Anytime the areas we are the red hots, the mention yeah. of the red hots in, yeah. in the lyrics is great. We are the red hots and we're loving up the lovely knots of flowers in your flower pots of dancing tabletops. And now I see you in a beautiful and different light. He's just a man and everything he does will be all right. Now, this is beautiful, beautiful stuff. I know all I'm doing is reading the lyrics out. You are, but I, I'm enjoying it. And now I see you in a beautiful and you're different doing, light. In fact, you're just reading the same thing. Over yeah, and just over slower. Again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not finished yet. Hang on. He's just a man and everything he does will be all right. This well, can is I just say? Lovely. Yeah, no, it, it absolutely is. I was I was 17 years old when this album came out. You claimed you were 18 earlier on. <laughs> well, I was either 17 or 18. Okay. And to hear, this was the first Red Hot Chili Peppers album that came out that I was able to appreciate from the beginning. I sat in the same room same as you, you and you. listened to it from start to finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to this this kind of thing was just unbelievable. I have to say, when we listened to Californication, this kind of thing, I didn't get it. Actually, I would agree with you there. Because Saviour is so big and heavy and then quiet yeah. and then... This, Sa- yeah. this wasn't one of my favourites no. at all. Saviour was actually one where I was at college and I, I used to just put on the whole album on the jukebox. Yeah. And Saviour was my sort of last choice. Yeah. But actually... It's fucking amazing. I mean, no, I didn't get the breakdowns, you know, the whole the, the, those entire breakdowns I mi- completely misunderstood. I liked it. Which breakdowns? The, the, with, the, with the lovely backing vocals. Oh, and, yeah, the flowers on the flower. Yeah. Yeah. That, to me, at the time, was just completely... I, I just didn't appreciate it. See, I loved those bits, and the bits I wasn't so keen on was the heavy bits with John's warbly guitar. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I should, we should say that the, the vocal performance from the Swan here is absolutely wonderful. It is, yeah. And his those prolonged notes that he delivers... He's holding them. They are... That that for me is what he's or not what he's all about. But well, he's not they're about one that of at his, all. They're one of his strong points. Well, I think they're one of his strong points. What then or now? Then. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I would like to say as well. I need to give a shout out to the drummer, Chad Smith. Chad Gaylord Smith. Yeah. Leading into the verses, he that is powerful stuff. But that's great stuff. There's so much complimentary bass work going on here as well. Though. Yeah, and we haven't even mentioned Flay. No. Uh, obviously, there, there's a lot to appreciate within within the entire song, but at, at times, it's the it's the minimalist approach that he he takes, which really struck me, and I think that's where he on this song needs to be appreciated. Flay. Yeah, he just fit. He just delivers sparse notes at times. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Again, you've gone right to the heart of the matter. No, I don't fuck about. No, you certainly don't. Now, do we have anything else to say about this wonderful song, which we I didn't like in the first place, but now I love? I think we should move on. What's the next one? Oh, buddy, you won't believe it. Oh, Christ, what is it? It's Purple Stone. Oh, lovely.
Well, I tell you, son. Son? <laughs> <laughs> I think you underestimated the second half of this album. I think you might be right. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'm absolutely loving this shit. Fantastic stuff, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I mean that is a, a great, great chilli song. It's another one. This Velvet Glove, we've already spoken about, and... Uh, and Saviour. Saviour. In fact, Saviour was the song I meant to reference. I like that it's been the weakest one so far, I think. But it's another, this is another song that, at the time, I didn't necessarily... It wasn't one of the ones I played over and over again. In fact... I think we're both going to agree when we first both really got into this song. Yeah, it was probably when we played it in the Lukewarms. I disagree. Oh, uh, when? I think it was a little gig that you might know as Live at Slane Castle. Well, no, I <laughs> I actually feel that when I actually really appreciated this was when we played it in the Lukies. Ah, okay. Well, I'll tell you when I first appreciated it. Was it to do with Slane Castle? <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> now, I've written down here something. Just played after 14. I don't know what that means. No. Oh, just played after 14 years. They've only just... Oh, Bra- yeah, breaking yeah. news, they've just played it. Uh, this is absolute breaking news, actually. Well, it won't be in two weeks' time. It's not now, but it... Uh, well, it is now. Well, it's not. Oh, no, it was a week ago. Yeah. Okay, so, so three, three weeks ago, when you hear this, they, they played, played Purple Stain. It looks like it might have gone back into the, uh, the catalogue. I don't want to say that the version that they played live was anemic. But are you going to say that? Yes. Okay, well... You know, that's your opinion. It was, it was anemic. Now, the great thing about this song has always been the, the John slide in and then the single note strike again. It's signature for this song. Ba-dum, ba-dum. Again, he's muting out all the other strings, hitting so accurately on that single string, but muting the other strings so, that, so they do not ring. No. And then once it gets going, Flea is then sliding in and you've got the two guitar slides and John's single note. Mm. Well, it's it's hypnotic. There, there really is that unity between the bass and the and the guitar. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's, it's synchronicity. Yeah, the police yeah. album synchronicity. Now, previously, when we tried to record this six months ago, I did make a note about who Darla Wood, Darla Wood was. Oh right, I've written Darla Wood down. She was an actress. Right. She was a either a young actress. Oh, is this a quiz? Yes. Okay. I have to remember, I don't know the answer. Okay. Was Darla Wood, A, a young girl actress who became famous then lost fame, or B, an actress who gained fame later on in her life and then died? So it's a 50-50. It's a 50-50. I'm going to say A. A young girl actress who found fame and then lost fame. I think so. Okay. Can someone tweet in and tell us the real answer? Oh, you don't know the answer? No, I've forgotten. Do your own Wikipedia search, the internet. Listen, buddy. <laughs> You're the one who does this sort of thing. Yeah, I know, but this was six months ago, mate. Now, that breakdown. Black and white. Yeah, okay, well, we mustn't, do, we mustn't sing No, we don't perform podcast. live on the no, podcast. Not on the podcast. We never have. But what a breakdown. Oh, it's wonderful. Once again, this really brings into sharp contrast the quality of Californication. And I'm I'm the first to admit that I may well have underestimated this album on several occasions in the last few years. Really? Well, you know, the, I think really the quality of By The Way 
may have acted in... Uh, Do you think it overcame your feelings for Californication? I think it did. It's a lusher album, no doubt. L- oh my goodness, it's lush. Now, I, actually, I saw on Reddit there was, there was a thread that said, name your favourite song off your least favourite Chili's album. I saw that. And someone put a song mm. off Californication. Yeah, I mean... And there was a, there was a bit of pushback... And I thought, well, actually, Cali is not my favourite Chili's album. And I thought I'd gone a bit lukewarm on it until we pumped into our ears at full mm. volume tonight. It's wonderful. But there's no way. Is there any way that any Chili's fan can say Californication is their least favourite album? I wouldn't have thought so. Well, someone not, did. Not hand on heart. <laughs> Do you think that was just a... Probably hand on leg. Well, yeah, or hand on... Lung. Yeah, yeah, certainly. But hand on so, any other part of your body not, apart from your heart. Hand on heart. I don't think there's any way that any Chili's fan can say that this album is their least favorite album. That if they say it, it's a lie. It's a lie. Okay, we're going out there now. It's official. We're yeah. going against that Reddit comment. No one in the world no. who is a Chili's fan can say Californication is their least favorite Red Hot Chili. It's Peppers impossible. Album. And if they do say it, well, we just said they're lying. Yeah, well, I think they should be they should be punished, excommunicated. Yes, from the from the community. Okay, okay, that's our stance. It's harsh, but fair. I think it's fair. Okay, so purple stain. We've drifted off again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we've been talking for a long time. The outro. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Chad Smith. What a, so what I a mean, long, we should, we long should. drum roll that is towards the end of that outro section. It's long and true and fast. It's a lovely section because it goes on to that, that repeating bass line from Flea yeah. that we spoke so long about on the Slamcast episode. To, well, I think it should be pointed out to play a drum roll that fast. And that long. For that long. Yeah. That accurately. And, and when John comes back, he lifts it up with that chord change. Yeah. Yeah, it's brilliant. Okay. This, this what's become clear to me about this album is that it's it's exceptionally good. Yes, it is. And see, I'd I'd railed against it. Well, you had raged against. But I it. think I I think as I said, because of the quality of By the Way, because of the sporadic quality of Stadium Arcadium. Well, I'll go further than the sporadic quality of well, Stadium we, Arcadium. N- not the please, 50-50 please split. let me finish. Because of the sporadic quality of Stadium Arcadium, I think Californication sometimes gets forgotten to its detriment. I agree. And we will do Stadium Arcadium. And we, suggest- well, we will. It's, we have to. We've got it's to. It's going to take a long time. Running out of albums. It's a long album. I suggest when we do Stadium Arcadium that we actually make it into one disc. Well, that's quite easy, actually. It's disc one. No. Well, let's not get sucked into the state of my kidding chat. The next song is... Hang on. I've got my book here. <laughs> it's right on time. It's our intro song. Ah, lovely. Okay. So please don't be confused by the fact that uh, the introduction morphs into the actual song. Although we don't play it during the things. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> please ignore me. Oh, God. <laughs> I would say until um, I started using the chorus of that song for our introduction music, yeah, that I didn't have much time for it.
I think uh, it's I, it's I, one of the weaker songs on the album. Let's be let's be completely honest. But it's very very good. It's very short, which is good. It's very short. There's some wonderful bass work towards the end there. Oh, there is. And then John comes in, and then yeah, you know, once again, I think having listened to it there, it's well, a fucking great song. I've made one note for which this is? song. It's John's uh, vocals. They're mm. they're amazing. On yeah. the uh, it's right on time. He's mm. phenomenally good. I can't wait to talk about John Fashante's uh, EP, the DC EP. He's extremely gifted when it comes to. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't pen him as a lead vocalist. Wouldn't you? Have you heard the DC EP? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I say I wouldn't necessarily. No, but would you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, he's one of my favourite uh, lead vocalists. Lead vocalists. Yeah. You, didn't you spend almost five years of your life? Completely exclusively upset. listening to John Frusciante. I did. I did. So yeah. yeah, I think anyone who who is listening to this can probably completely disregard my everything movie. you said for the past ten episodes. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Shall we move on? What from right on time? Yes. What's next? Uh, road tripping. Okay. way to end a fantastic album uh, that is a lovely lovely song it uh, is it's absolutely delightful now as you pointed out to me if on the official video on youtube you want to see a man run like a penguin with a surfboard yes go to one minute 13 and watch flea go down good old flea good i mean up. we all we all love him don't we acid for the children dearly mm. but um he does. I mean, that is an interesting piece of footage. This way of running. Yeah, right there with the surfboard. <laughs> Short of arm. Long of... Long of board. Yes. <laughs> Glad you said board. I think that's what we'll say. Yes. But, uh, no. <laughs> that's how we feel about Flea now. Short of arm, long of board. Oh, man. I mean, Flea is a wonderful gentleman. What? Talented. I mean, have you ever seen him play the bass guitar? No. He he can play that bass. I, I've just literally all I know about this band is I've just seen that video. I thought it was a surfer, <laughs> <laughs> or, or a penguin. <laughs> now back to the song. Yeah. What I really love is when um, when the swan is saying these smiling eyes. Oh God! I'm... Sorry. Yes. When it, the swan is saying these smiling eyes, mm. he's just behind the beat. Mm. <laughs> I've got him. Yeah, the swan is saying that line. He's dragging it out. Jeez. Wonderfully so. Yes. Uh, is it those smiling eyes? Let me just check notes. It's very dark in this room. It's it. Well, it is. Hang on. Slightly behind the beat. Oh no! Just a mirror for the sun. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just a mirror for the sun. And then it's just dragging infinitesimally behind the beat. And then. I think. Well, I mean, if it was that close, it was probably an accident. No, because he does it four Every times time. in a row, and he's not. He, and that's just his natural delivery. He, you can't, you know. One thing you cannot question about the Swan is his natural delivery. He delivers it the way he feels, 
and he delivers it consistently. And he feels the way he delivers it. <laughs> he certainly does. <laughs> and then John's backing vocals on that on that chorus. Oh my god! The guitar, the kind of the guitar I mean, break. Take me back to '99. Oh, I wish I could. Frusciante was. Oh, he wore a beanie like I do when I play gigs. He outside. loved a beanie back then. Yeah. Now I will announce on the internet, on online. Yes. On the, on the on the line. Yeah. On the line, that I wore a beanie at the Forty Firework Spectacular. No, don't do that. I mean, I mean no, it's too late. I've done it. You've done it. Hmm. Oh, so, sorry, internet. My brother went allow it. Well, I'm just not sure it's you know podcast material, isn't it? Is it? Well, now we're talking about it for longer than I would have spoken about it in the first I, place. I shouldn't have stepped in. Let's move on. Okay. Forty Firework Spectacular. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, uh, the beanie. The, just. I am struck and in awe of the 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 brotherhood that we see there. Chaz not there. I, I appreciate that. No, the, the three surfers wouldn't have him there. Big Sir. Yeah, but what we see what we see within the video and, and in the song is the connection and the I, I what I yearn for is the lost years. You know those years between when John left and when he rejoined. No, I completely and the, disagree. And the songs that. Completely Could disagree. have been. No, no, without the lost years, you wouldn't have got that. You wouldn't have got Californication. That's what that's what I'm saying. You feel that that, that the result of this song is those lost years. Really? That's the opposite of what you just said. <laughs> I just said it. <laughs> well, what a great song. It's a good song. Shall we close off Californication? Yeah. I mean, we should we really should address this issue with the lost years. <laughs> okay. okay, I'm not allowed to talk about the 45 spectacular, but Sam will now address the lost years. Brother, go for it. Okay. Quicker. <laughs> Forget it. <laughs> so uh, we've run out of time tonight. I'm afraid to to do the uh, DCEP, but we will do that in the future. We've, I, I've thoroughly enjoyed talking about Californication with you, the second half. It's been wonderful. We are going to, just going to run through quickly our handles. Absolute handles. At University RHCP is our Twitter. Uh, email me. Please do. <laughs> BenTownsendMusic.net. BenTownsendMusic.net. Uh, ben on... Uh, Reddit is unispeak hyphen RHCP podcast and Sam is universally RHCP odd Sam. Mm. I do have some regrets about that. <laughs> Which you've spoken about before. But I, I <laughs> yes. Okay, yeah. we'll catch you next time on Universally Speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers podcast. Podcast. <laughs> The DCEP. Dissolve. What an introduction. What a song. Yeah, I mean, it, for me, it's so emotional. Talk to me about why it's... Why you feel that way? Well, I was 17, 18. I may have even been in my 20s. Yeah. <laughs> You're older than that, you fucking idiot. It's 2004. When were you born? 81. So... I was 23. <laughs> <laughs> I was 17, maybe yeah. 18. Well, I wasn't those ages, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll start again. <coughs> A great...
It's a hundred day calf, it's back for real. <coughs> okay, should we start again? Uh, yes, please do. I've had a whooping cough. Yeah. How old were you? I was 23. <laughs> <laughs> 23 years old.